Welcome to the Other Side of Potential podcast, hosted by Dr. Sharon Spano. Each weekly episode takes a deep dive into how successful family business leaders maneuver the unique dynamics between family and business. How do they align to face complex business challenges? How do they build and project generational wealth? In what ways do they pursue a lasting legacy? Join Sharon as she explores how these leaders adapt and respond to the complexity of life and business in our ever-changing world. Good morning, listeners. This is Dr. Sharon Spano hailing to you from the mountains of North Carolina. I'm very excited to be up here for the summer. So today I'm going to do a solo cast. And as you probably know, if you've been listening, these are usually no more than 15 or 20 minutes. And they're really pretty much spurred on by the things that I'm hearing from clients and things that are happening around me. And then I start to see themes or narratives that I think might be important to you. Today, I want to talk about relationships because I'm doing more and more work in that area. And you may have noted that I launched a couple of months ago, we did a series on toxic relationships, not series so much as I should say, I've started to work with several people around that issue. And I'm now seeing some issues rise up that are not so much about toxicity, but just really basic relationship issues that occur whenever a family system or a marriage system is out of order. So let me talk a little bit about what I mean by out of order. You've heard me refer to this before. There are three principles that you've heard me mention when we talk about human or family systems, and one is order, one is the balance of exchange, and the other is place. So I'm not going to go into what those three are again, but order is actually, to me, kind of the all-encompassing premise around human systems, because when we think about order, we know that every human and or living system in the universe has a specific order to it. And when things get out of order, it creates a level of tension and or chaos in that system. So when we look at family systems, there's a level of even more complexity because there's obviously emotions and a lot of things attached to relationships and how much we care about one another, how well we love one another, how capable we are of stepping into the perspective of another human being rather than only and always coming from our own perspective. When the system is out of order, then what we see is tension and chaos, as I stated a moment ago, and there'll be conflict that then rises up between either the couple or whatever the relationships are within that system. So what I see happening then is people fall into the trap of the blame game. And the reason I love human systems work so much is it alleviates the blame game. And the reason that it does that is because we're simply looking for the patterns in the system without making anyone wrong. And often that pattern that most often will surface is, especially around the blame game, is when the second principle, the balance of exchange is off, meaning I'm giving more than I'm receiving. That's going to create a level of resentment, really even could affect the trustworthiness of the couple or the family system, whatever's going on there. So balance of exchange can look like a lot of things, but if the balance of exchange is off, reciprocity is off. And it can even be to the positive, meaning if someone is giving more and the other person is not enabled or allowed or empowered to reciprocate, It can also make the other person on the receiving side feel somewhat small and as though their contributions don't matter and it can actually disempower them. The other thing that I've seen are a lot of faulty assumptions that rise up. 
particularly in tension within a marriage or a couple type of relationship. So what I mean by faulty assumptions is we will make up narratives and storylines and things of that nature about the other person, where they stand, what they're thinking, what they're believing. And they're often, these literally are just stories that are not grounded in any kind of factual or even logical you know, assessments. So we want to be very, very careful that we're gathering the proper data. So the first premise that I want you to realize then is always, always start if you're in a relationship couples or otherwise that starting to show some level of chaos or tension, the first thing you want to do is look at the patterns in the system, not the patterns of the other person's behavior necessarily, although you may do that, but then just generally speaking, do we have patterns within this system of argument? Do we have patterns of blame? Do we have patterns of neglect? Do we have patterns where the balance of exchange is off? You know, the list goes on and on, but the point is rather than focusing on the person and their behaviors, although they may play into the patterns as well, and most likely do, we're just trying to step back and look at the system from a neutral perspective. The system never lies. It will tell us what we need to know. And then the harder part and the second point that I want to make is that we then want to look inward. We have to look inward to self. We want to look at some very basic and practical things. What I'm finding is that people are often reactive and they're making fear-based decisions. And you've probably heard me say many, many times that a fear-based decision is not a decision at all. And the reason that a fear-based decision is not a decision is because it is not based on facts. It is based on emotion. And that typically can get us into trouble. So we want to make sure when we look inward, first to examine our own psychological, our emotional, and our physical state. I always like to start with my clients around the very basic questions of their health. How are they eating? How are they sleeping? These are very important things. Are they getting enough exercise? Because if you're not eating and sleeping correctly, it's going to affect your state of mind. And then that if the system is out of order, then we start to react to those tensions in ways that often are bigger than they need to be because we're, we don't have the presence of mind to focus and be mindful about the kinds of decisions that we're making. So we start with the very basics and I'm doing more and more work where I'm asking people to actually do a neurotransmitter test that can look at how the brain is functioning. What are the neurotransmitters in the brain actually doing? Are you low in serotonin? Things of that nature. Because people think they're depressed or they think they're anxious and they're having these somatic responses to the situations in their life. And there may be a real physical reason why you're experiencing some of this. And this is more of an alternative approach. It's not something that you see in the mainstream, but there are compound pharmaceuticals and pharmacies, I should say, who can literally look at what is the chemistry in the brain. So you at least have a baseline to see if you are perhaps overreacting in the relationship or overreacting to the circumstances in your life and perhaps making fear-based decisions simply because you're not in the best state of mind. We know that with COVID, there is a residual of brain fog, the inability to concentrate, some of these things people are talking about that are also affecting their presence and their state of mind. So you want to be aware of those things. 
And in my interview with Joe Templin a few weeks ago, we talked about a 40% increase in divorce. So there has been a lot of tension, a lot more stress in relationships and family systems than we've probably seen in many, many years because we've been confined and isolated and whatnot. So it's affecting our health and well-being and our ability to be as present and in the positive state of mind that we need to be. So I'm asking you then to really look at a very holistic approach. Again, first looking at the system and the patterns in the system itself. Then secondly, looking inward. What is your physical being about? How are you showing up in terms of your own health and well-being? What corrections might you need to make there? Are you working too many hours? What is your state of mind? Some people tell me they're depressed. And actually what I find is we dig a little bit deeper is they're either in adrenal exhaustion or just you know, plain old fatigue from working way too many hours. So the bottom line of that is that we seem to be struggling more with work-life integration and really giving ourselves permission to rest and do what we need to do to recover. So those are some things about looking to self. Certainly you want to be also exploring what are your emotions? What are your thoughts? What are the triggers around some of that? And that leads me to the third point where I want you to also be looking at the external factors in your life. You've heard me say it many times, many of you that are anxious about the state of the world and the collective that we're in right now, I would suggest and recommend very highly if you turn off the news for just one week, I promise you nothing is going to happen. The world is not going to end in that one week. One week, just test it, challenge yourself and see if your state of mind and your worry and your reactiveness might calm down a bit just from doing that one thing. I know it certainly has for me. And many of you have heard me talk about, I listen to 15 minutes a day via a podcast. Trust me, it's more than enough. If there's something going on that I need to know more about, I certainly can go on online and research through more appropriate resources to learn more about that situation or circumstance. I do not watch local news. I do not listen to local or world news because I firmly believe that there is just a lot of celebrity mindset attached to what's being delivered and it's repetitive And it's really intended to keep us in a state of worry and fear, if not at a conscious level, certainly at a subconscious level. So when I'm talking about looking at the external factors, I want you to really pay attention. And I always have my clients journal very specific responses to very specific questions. But for yourself, if you're struggling in a relationship for whatever reason, or if you feel like your family system is somewhat burdened, then you want to look to the narratives around you, not only the news, but the people closest to you, aunts, uncles, relatives, mother-in-laws, your own parents, whomever, what are the kinds of things that they are saying or offering to you about your story? And I love what one of my clients said, because he pointed out as as he's going through a transition in his own life that, you know, there were a lot of people around him and he said, they're not in the story. And I think that's a very good insight because a lot of times we share what we're going through with a friend or a family member. And the next thing you know, they're giving us advice, unwarranted advice, sometimes bad advice. And it's only adding to the toxicity or the stress or the tension in our relationship or our family system. 
So you look at the narratives around you, the voices, what is triggering your emotional responses? What is impacting your decision-making? If it is fear, as I said a moment ago, that's really not the best route for clear decision-making. So we think about relationships and how easily it is for those relationships, particularly in a marriage, to get complex and out of balance. And then the tension rises. And pretty soon there's a wall that goes up higher and higher and higher between us and the person that we actually really care about. And we can dig our heels in and we can think we're right. But let me just say, it takes two people to make a marriage work. And it takes two people to destroy a marriage. And it is absolutely fascinating to me because what I see over and over again is one part or one party who is really trying to make things better. And then there's typically another individual who will not do the work to really explore and examine what is going on in that marriage. And then before you know it, it's too late. So I want to encourage you, these things need to be addressed earlier than later. We've all been through challenges in our relationships. Most of us have been through challenges in our marriages. And the only way to move through them is to really tackle them head on. And what you've heard me say repeatedly is what you resist will persist. And there is also another element that I just want to bring out that I've had to face in my own marriage is you know, kind of looking at the hills you're willing to die on, because there was a recurring theme for me that I kept addressing and addressing and addressing, and it really wasn't moving the needle or the relationship forward. And I started to realize that it was really out of habit that I kept addressing this one issue, and that it's not an issue that is really even important to me anymore. Yet my husband's perspective on it is still very hard and fast. And I literally made a decision to just let it go because it's not a hill that I'm willing to die on. So we look at the patterns again in the system and some patterns are so intense and so disruptive and so harmful that yes, we have to take immediate action and seek the appropriate support. Others might just be more about opinions or preferences things of that nature. And that's where communication is so very vital in any relationship, but most particularly in a marriage and more so when you have children involved. So if you cannot find a way to move through the situation or the tension in a conversational way that is useful to both of you, and that can really allow you to explore the perspective of the other, that's where you need an intervention, whether it's a a therapist, a marriage counselor, a life strategist like myself, whomever, you really, really do want a third party that can help both of you be seen and be heard. Because remember, at the end of the day, that is what everyone wants. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to have our rightful place in the system. And we want to have an experience, reciprocity, where we are giving and we are taking and we are empowered and we are empowering. That is the nature of healthy relationships in healthy systems. So I've kind of went through a lot today, as I often do. I just want to call your attention to one other thing, that we are going to be in the next several months 
We're going to be, we're coming on our 200th, as my assistant reminded me this morning, we're coming up on 200 episodes of The Other Side of Potential. While I have so enjoyed doing that work and interviewing CEOs and family business owners and talking to high achievers and experts from all walks of life, one of the things that we're going to be doing in the next few months, and I haven't quite figured out the language around this yet, so I'm just giving you a heads up, is I'm going to be focusing more and more on the human systems and relationships and things of that nature. And the reason is the demand is there. I'm seeing so many people who are suffering and stressed and overwhelmed. And literally, I've had too many people even just this week say, I feel like I'm dying. So there's an opportunity for us to come together, I think. And I want to create a different approach to the podcast that will allow us to have some of these conversations and really explore what it means to be human in today's ever complex world. So it'll be perhaps broader in some ways, more narrowly defined in others, and it's going to evolve as it evolves. So I encourage you to stay tuned and listen, because I know we're going to have some great guests and some great conversations moving forward. So until next time, this is Dr. Sharon Spano reminding you that no matter what the challenges in your life, if they're relational, if they're systems related, which they almost always are, whatever is going on, each is an opportunity for you to lean into the work. And as one of my associates said to me today, what is the work, Sharon? I have no idea what that means. The work is whatever the work is for you. And it begins with self-awareness, doing whatever you can to really dive deep and look at yourself with the support of others, because we can never be fully subjective and really learn what is it about me and my current way of being that is working for me, but also what is it that is working against me? And then once I have that awareness, I can start to make the changes that I need, but rarely can I do that without some outside intervention. So there are many, many resources on the internet. I am one of them. And if you have any questions or you're finding yourself in any kind of dilemma about either your potential or your family systems or your marriage, any of those kinds of things, certainly feel free to reach out to me at Sharon at SharonSpano.com. You can find me all over social media. And I invite you to also consider joining my private Facebook group, The Alchemy of Humans, where we'll be doing more work and have more conversations around some of these very complex human issues that are causing many of you a great amount of stress and pain. And it doesn't have to be that way. So until next time, this is Dr. Sharon Spano wishing you a very, very healthy and safe rest of the week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Other Side of Potential podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping family businesses thrive. For more information on how Dr. Spano can help you in your own family business, visit SharonSpano.com to schedule a complimentary consultation.